What's up, everyone? I'm Remy. I'm Lucas. And I'm Casey. And this is day 17 of the Day One's Discourse. 17 days. 17 days. I cannot believe we it's made really it this long. I know. I, I wouldn't have thought that we would have made it this far, but it, we're trucking through. By the time this this episode hits goes public, I'm assuming we'll have thousands of subscribers on our YouTube channel. I, that's hoping that we're not in the draft by then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't checked it out, we have a YouTube channel now, hopefully. So go check that out. Uploading all our episodes there. Subscribe. If you if you hit don't that like button, hit, that. hit the notification <laughs> bell. We'll be there for y'all. Smash the comments, okay, guys. I want my phone ringing off the hook. All right. <laughs> but yeah, go check that out. If you don't have Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I don't know how you're listening to this, <laughs> but go to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Our three Buzzsprout listeners out there, like, and, and our one Castbox listener. That's sick. <laughs> all right. Well. Moving on, we're today we're just we're gonna be telling some stories, some of our our favorite stories, each of us. Um, just that's that it. Happened recently, yeah. so yeah, just stories. So if our clickbaity title didn't tell you enough, let's go. Alrighty, who wants to start you, us? You can go, Lucas. Alrighty, so mine's kind of somewhat of a more serious story. Yes. Um, so I'm not sure if I've talked about this yet in the podcast, but this past summer. Um, it's the summer of 2019. Your tone just got so serious right now. I know. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, dude. It's it's a little freaky, but um, I studied abroad in China, and we were based out of Suzhou, China. It was part of the um, engineering program at the University of Idaho, and I traveled with um, eight other engineering students of the other disciplines, and while we were based in Suzhou, we took the weekends off for um, just kind of like leisure time besides just obviously going to our classes during the week. Um, and with those leisure times, we would go travel around to different places in China. And um, my story happens to pertain to on one of our weekend excursions, we went to Beijing. Um, I'm not sure for you guys, uh, if you guys know kind of one of the biggest staples of Beijing, um, but it's Tiananmen Square. And the infamous, yeah, the infamous. So, for those of you guys who don't know, um, you can go read about it online. It's known as one of the um, most widely covered up uh, massacres of all time. Um, it was done by the Chinese government to a group of protesters, um, and they estimated that thousands and thousands of people were killed in the square um, when people were basically rebelling against the the communist regime. And they drove tanks right in the middle of this square that's surrounded by the government buildings and then the Forbidden City and just blew people to pieces. So it's it's a very like culturally significant place for them because it marks um, like Mao's burial place and the uh, the offices of like the communist administration. And then it's right across for the, from the Forbidden City, which was like the emperor's palace, basically. Um so in short, our podcast will probably be banned in China after this. <laughs> oh, 100%. I guarantee you it will be. Um, and it's something, like, I want to point out before I even kind of get into it, this is something that if it happened in America, people would just, like, this would have probably, like, it definitely would have made local news. It definitely could have made, that like, national news. Oh, yeah. But anyways, we, um, when we were in Beijing, one of our days, we decided to visit Tiananmen Square. And when we got close to the square, mind you, this is three days before the 30th anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre. 
So security is extraordinarily high before you can even enter the square. Um, we had to go through the full body uh, imaging scans as well as like pat downs. And then we had to run our bags through um, x-ray machines. And then after we grabbed those, we were able to make our way into the square. And the square is kind of marked by one big obelisk. And that's considered kind of the center. That's where a lot of people, like a lot of tourists, like to take photos. Um, the, the swarm or the the whole square was just swarmed with people. So it was just a very big touristy occasion. Um, and kind of right once we got in there, our professor pulled us aside and um, he just kind of asked to try and get a gauge. Like, can any of you guys like kind of tell me about the significance of this place? So then we, we were like, yeah, well, like the massacre happened there. And then he kind of went through a backstory of kind of all the hidden details that we may not have known about the Tiananmen Square massacre. Um, and after conferring, we think that this could have potentially maybe like set the guards off a little bit, that there was a group of white people who were all pulled aside. Um, and we just stand out like just, we're, I mean, I think the shortest person in our whole group was like 5'10". They, we, we used to tell people that we were like the basketball team there. Mm-hmm. Um, or that like we were a basketball team because we appeared so large comparatively to them. So it was just like, we stuck out like sore thumbs. Anyways, um, we go to take a, a couple pictures in front of the obelisk, um, just to mark that we've been there. And that's typically a place where they take pictures every year. Um, cause this is a recurring program through the university of Idaho. And when we get to the, the obelisk, we're taking the pictures and we were doing some individual shots and then, um, like a trio. And once we'd kind of like wrapped up with that, our professor, he was like, well, why don't we go take a picture with the university of Idaho flag? And so we all lined up in front of the, um, obelisk and we held the flag and, um, within a matter of probably 15 seconds, um, of us raising up the flag, three black van SWAT, um, like Chinese SWAT cars rolled up right around us. Um, and then out rolled like somewhere around like 15 to 20, just like fully armed, um, to the T like black SWAT guys basically. And then they, uh, then they had their whole like police force. It's kind of patrolling. Then they all came up to us. Um, and then kind of to like, I don't know, secure the, the perimeter they had. Um, we noticed that they had so many plain clothes, um, like secret servicemen, um, from the, the Chinese government there. And you could see these people that were watching us and they were pretending to be on their phones or something along those lines, but they were like very intently there to watch us. And one of them happened to come up to us, um, because he spoke English and none of the other people spoke English. And he was like, all right, if you guys cooperate, like, um, we won't have to like take any drastic measures. And we were all freaked out because before this had happened, before the guy rolled up, um, the, the guys in the, in the SWAT basically came to all of us. And then they were like motioning us, like put our hands behind our backs, like get on our knees and we're, we're sitting there on the ground, basically all of us just freaking out, our hearts just pounding with adrenaline and, um, behind each of us are just several heavily armed guys, all with just the barrels of their guns just pointed right behind us. And it was, I mean, at that point we were all just like shaking in fear. And then this, like I said, this plainclothes, um, secret service and walks up 
and he walks to the uh, the leader of our group, which was um, our professor, and he starts like trying to interrogate him regarding our situation. Like, well, like, what are you guys doing here? All this kind of stuff. Um, like, where are you guys from? And we told him we were like, we're part of the University of Idaho, which is a college back in the United States, and we're partnering with Sujo University there here, and we're trying like to kind of get a better feel for China. So we're going on this weekend excursion right now. We're staying in Beijing for just a couple of days and we're leaving. And sorry, this is like, <laughs> it's kind of freaky just to relive the, the experience. But um, anyways, at that point, uh, they went, him and a couple other of the officers went into one of the, the police vans and they came out like, five or six minutes later uh, with a cell phone and they were like hey so uh, we need you to go talk to our superiors and they put my like my professor on the line with what we had kind of gleamed was like the head of their like terrorist division um, of like their monitoring I'm not, like our version of basically the NSA and he was interrogating my uh, my professor and he was asking a lot of the exact same questions and then he got to one he was like so so why are you guys here and we were like oh yeah well so we're university of idaho students we just wanted to come visit it we know it's a, a very um like cultural place and it's it's very famous around the world um and then he was like well so why are you guys trying to incite rioting and we were like what what is he talking about and then he um he was like so why are you guys trying to incite a riot and why are you guys trying to encourage vandalism? And we're like, we, we weren't vandalizing anything. It's like, well, your flag says vandals on it. And we were like, are you kidding me? So my professor then, he's like, it's, well, that's just our school mascot. It's the vandals. He's like, well, that's not a good school mascot. Like, why did you guys choose that? You guys chose that to come to China and then to try and incite our people to go riot and vandalize the square. We're like no 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 this this was chosen a hundred years ago like at this the founding of university of idaho we were known as the vandals they were like well that's a, like why did you guys choose that mascot and we're like we did not choose it like it like they would not get it through their brains yeah. that we did not choose this and then after that was all sorted out um the uh the the head kind of security guy that he was on the phone he told my professor he was like all right so we're going to tentatively let you guys go However, we're going to go through all your phones. We're going to confiscate your flags. Um, we're going to go through your belongings, and then um, you guys can be on your way. However, if I see or if I hear from any officer in Beijing that you guys have taken your flag out, another flag, and you're going, you guys are trying to represent this vandalism, then we are going to have you guys personally arrested. And so we, so they, they took our phones and then they were going through our phones, looking at our pictures and then any of the pictures that they didn't like, they were just deleting, um, jokes on you, Chinese officials. I have it on recently deleted (laughs) (laughs) roasted anyways. Uh, after they did that, they just took a quick search of our bags and then they confiscated our flag. Like he said, um, and then they, uh, all the, all the guys kind of rolled back into their vans and the policemen kind of walked away. Um, and then we could see all the plainclothes officers, like just, they stuck out like sore thumbs at that point. Cause yeah. you could so clearly see they were just intently watching us. And I mean, most of the crowd was at that point. Cause I mean, you think about it, it's quite the spectacle. Yeah. 
And then um, at that point, my professor, he was like, we're getting out of here right now. So we, we all just speed walked our way because our next, our next uh, kind of excursion was the Forbidden City. So then we just walked as fast as we possibly could out of the square. And then we got up and we, we went over to this Forbidden City and um, we were all just shaking the whole time. I mean, it was, it was terrifying. Like it was, it was one of those things where I was just, I was really scared because I was like, I'd known how secretive the Chinese government was and then you got to see it for the real hand how they treat their citizens and even the guests or anything along those lines how they're just so quick to reaction and accusation and then on top of that it was like I could literally die right here like I could one of these guys could just get really pissed off at something and then he could just shoot all of us and then they're gonna like no one will ever find out and then once the university reaches out the the other to the other university asking where are all your students and where that professor go that that university is gonna call the government that kind of thing and then they're gonna report that it was a freak hiking accident or something so yeah. it's just it was freaky I mean none I do want to I do want to kind of put everything into perspective that was the worst experience that we had in China by far the rest of this the rest of the study abroad was amazing we got to go hike through holy mountain we got to go see the john jg mountains we got to go stay in hostels all around china so we like we got a very great appreciation for their culture and it's definitely some some place that i would want to visit potentially with like a future like my future family or something like that however it's just not something um that particular thing was just not something you'd ever expect to see in america so yeah, that's my story. That's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I know I took a, a while on that one, but I wanted to get in kind of full detail. So. As long as the people are entertained. Yeah. That's that's crazy, dude. I, I don't even know what I'd do in that situation. I, there was nothing to do. Yeah. We literally just like sat there and just tried to be as accommodating. We were all smiling, um, except for there were a couple people in our group that were like really, really shaken up. So they were like, like tears rolling down their face and stuff so it was it was kind of freaky but i was just trying my best to just look like the most innocent american that i could so <laughs> yeah ah, that's wild all right i'll move on to my story it's not quite as <laughs> quite as serious as that um but my story is about the time that lucas got his worst concussion that he's ever gone so before. it's a really funny story hey it's his only concussion <laughs> but yeah so this was, uh, was this last year? Yeah. Then it happened, yeah. So it was last year. Um, me and Lucas decided to go mountain biking. And basically, uh, Lucas isn't very good at it. That's what I'll say. None of oh us. Gosh, none okay. of us are very good at it. I would say I'm just very sendy, like to the point of almost recklessness. <laughs> that was not sendy. That was just, that was just poor. That was, that was poor right there. <laughs> I, okay, okay. Anyway. So uh, we're we're mountain biking. We've been mountain biking for like an hour, two hours, or something. We're right at the end. We're hit, going on this little pump track that we would hit at the very end, and uh, I go on it. I go through it, and I'm sitting at the end. I'm waiting for Lucas, and then I'm like standing there for like a, a whole minute. And he, it's really short. It's really small. You can you can see to the other end of the track, but you can't see the whole track. So I'm just like standing there, like. Where is Lucas? This is taking forever. There were quite a few people there, so I thought he might have just been held up. So I was just sitting there like, I don't know where he is. And all of a sudden, I see two guys 
by carrying Lucas in in there. Like Lucas is in between them, helping helping him walk. His face is just bloody and covered in dirt. And he comes up to me, and I'm I'm just like, I'm just thinking, oh my god, this this one this is a bad one. And then he comes up to me, and he's like, where am I? And I'm like, oh no, this is way worse than I thought it would be. And so he's he's freaking out, and I, I'm a, I'm a little a little nervous. I like I have never been in this kind of situation before, and Lucas is freaking out, and I I haven't told him exactly what happened on that day before. Because for the viewer, like for the listeners, the last thing that I remember on that day was Casey and I were at the very bottom of the hill before we had even gone up to the we had gone up and done the run that then brings you down into the pump track. And I remember the last thing, like the last thing I remember is. Yeah, well, let's just go do one more. That was trademark terrible last words. <laughs> but then it was my mind was completely blank until I woke up in the hospital, and then I couldn't remember anything. And we'll get into that later. Yeah. So he's bloodied up, and I go over to him, and he, and these guys are like, "Do you know who this is?" And Luke's like, "Yeah, this is my best friend. This is Casey." <laughs> and he he's just focusing on. He's like, "This is Casey. This is my best friend," and he's just repeating that. It was honestly, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. I felt pretty good. <laughs> While it was serious and kind of scary, it was pretty awesome. Anyway, I go and get the car and stuff. And the whole time he's telling this guy, he's kind of like looking, looking after him until I, I go and get the car. Um, the whole time he's like, uh, "Sir, I don't want to be a dumbass. Sir, please, I don't want to be a dumbass." It, the whole time, the whole time, that was his mantra the entire time. He couldn't remember things. He was, he was just like, I, I don't want to be a dumbass the entire time. And so finally get him in the car after he's kind of calmed down a little bit. And then we get in the car and he just starts talking. And I, I'm just like, Lucas, be quiet. Everything's going to be fine. He's like, Casey, I love you, man. Like You're my best friend, dude. And he, he just can't remember what's going on and he's freaking out. And... uh I just remember he wanted me to play one song on repeat because it was the only he could remember the lyrics and he really liked that. Um, so we were just playing the song over and over and over and over and over and he was just singing the lyrics the whole time while he's like crying and like wanting to hold my hand. <laughs> Sorry if this isn't making you look too good. Bro, like, no, this is this is literally giving this whole podcast right now is giving me PTSD. Dude. <laughs> These are some of my worst memories right here. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're driving, and then we finally get to the ER. Talks to the nurse, says who he is, repeats that he doesn't want to be a dumbass, <laughs> and then, and so we finally get him into the room, and uh, he's laying there just just shaking and, and crying, and uh, I finally had to call his parents, and they got there, and he just broke down, and uh, it was, it was honestly a pretty scary moment, and I didn't honestly didn't know what was gonna happen. And then I remember I, I had to leave and then um, you the next day I texted you and then you were like, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be able to do anything for like the next month. <laughs> it was just a wild experience, just something I had never seen before. Oh, yeah. It was crazy for me, too, because it was like, like I said, I didn't remember anything um, from the accident at all. I, I, I have the only thing that I do remember is at one point. I do remember us in the car at one point, just like uh, just a snapshot flash memory of just, I remember that I was just bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And then the next thing that I know, 
is that I'm up in the hospital and I like, I see Casey and I'm like, okay, I know Casey. Like I know him. And then they were asking me, they're like, so what's your name? And I was like, Lucas, they were like, what's your last name? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, how old are you? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, what year is it? And I was like, I, I literally don't know. And, uh, and like, yeah. So like, we're going to bring some people in. Um, let me like, let's see if you know them. And then it was my parents who came in, but I didn't even know they were my parents. I was literally just like, I know that the, like, I know those people, but like for some reason in my mind, like I couldn't grasp it at first. And then eventually like I came to the realization that it was like my parents and all that kind of stuff. And, um, then it just took me so long apparently where I was stuck in this loop where I kept saying, I don't want to be 10 second Tom. Oh, I remember that. I totally forgot about that. That's the only thing that I can remember. And it gave me so much solace because I was like, this is one thing that I can just repeat over and over. And it's something that I can actually remember. And it's like the reference to 10 second Tom from 51st dates. It's like the guy who can't remember anything past 10 seconds because that's how my mind was working. It was like, I literally could not remember anything for more than like 10 seconds. So it was, it was freaky. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. That was wild. Remy, let's hear it. All right. So mine are kind of funny, uh, compared to them. (laughs) Um, I pick up a lot of weird stories at my work because I work at a hospital And so one of them is, um, I was transporting a 68 year old man and he'd been married to this, this woman for 40, I think 42 years, if I remember correctly. And I'm like, wow, it's a long time to be married, but I didn't know that at the time. But so I walk into the room because I'm a transporter and I was transporting him down to get uh, an MRI and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? My name's Remington. And his wife says to me, Oh, he can't hear you. He's deaf. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I know very little sign language. I say hello, and I can, you know, muddle my way through. I'm taking you somewhere. And so I get through that, and I get him into the wheelchair. You know, I was like, okay, he's pretty, you know, active on his feet. He seems to have a good orientation. Great. I can get him into a wheelchair. I can get him down to MRI. I don't have to talk to him. So we're, so we're going down, we get to the elevator, and we're sitting in the elevator. It's from the sixth floor down to the first floor, so we got a little bit of time, and he tugs on my shirt. And I look down at him, He's he says, I have a secret to tell you. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And he says, I'm not really deaf. <laughs> <laughs> he's no, like, are you serious? He's oh like, my he's God. like, 20 years ago. I got really tired with my wife's nagging. She would always nag me. You got to fix the car, honey. You got to do this. You got to paint the house. You got to take care of the garden. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it annoyed me. But I was friends with the doctor. And I went in one day and I said, you need to tell my wife that I'm deaf and I can't hear anymore. And so they went through a couple of months. This is so hardcore. Oh my God. They went through a couple of months where he went like through like to the doctor every week and the doctor was telling the wife you know your, your, his hearing is getting worse and worse he's got some type of disease that destroys oh his God. hearing and so he'd been faking being deaf for 20 years oh just so he didn't have to listen to his wife's nagging meanwhile his wife learned sign language for him and all this kind of stuff and he's like honestly it makes me feel like crap but i'm too far deep in now to really back out and so i've got to stay with it for the rest of my life oh my god dude that is golden bro oh my lord i don't even know what i would say in that situation that's just. <laughs> I, 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 I think I'd be crying laughing, dude. That sounds so funny. It was hilarious. I was. I didn't. I didn't know what to say. Either. I was like, 
because I'm not going to tell his wife, you know, because that's a jerk thing to do. But I'm like, you that kind of... on him. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of uh, yeah, He can hear you. He's been hearing you for 20 years. <laughs> his hearing the psych ward, though. <laughs> They'd be like, no, he's deaf, dude. <laughs> no, I swear he can hear. I promise he can. But yeah, that was, that was just a wild story where I was just taken completely by surprise by the 68 year old guy because I was like it's like okay he's deaf I run into deaf patients sometimes and it's not out of the ordinary for one to be deaf but man that just it was like a baseball back to the back of the head I was like Whoa. it sounds like it's out of a movie dude that's that's that's, that's crazy like, well, that's like one of the crazy craziest experiences that I think anyone could have like to meet someone like that that's yeah. literally something straight out of like a comic book yeah. like Casey said like yeah, yeah. it was that's wild nuts. so um uh, song recommendations? Yeah, yeah. We'll end it there. Yeah. yeah. Anyone have theirs? Want to start? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, "Say It First by Role Model. Um, if there's anything to perfectly like encompass kind of like how I feel, um, regarding like relationships and like communication during them, that is me. So, all right. For, uh, all, the, for all the ladies out there. For all <laughs> the ladies. <laughs> um. The song I'm going to recommend is April by Imaginary Future. Um, it's just a really kind of sadder song, but it's a really good one about um, love and loss. So, Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend Read My Mind by Geographer. Uh, I just found it recently, and I really like it. It puts me in such a good mood. Lots of synth. Lots of, yeah. Casey loves the synth. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you to all of our listeners out there for um, for kind of putting up with our story time. It was we were trying to come up with our kind of coolest stories that we could have. So we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, make sure to go check out um, our Twitter. Hit us up on that at the Day One's Disc. Yeah. Leave comments. Um, also, please leave a rating. We really love to see your guys' ratings, like we've said, or any reviews. Um, so yeah. I swear, I swear, we d- we get no benefit from your ratings we just like to see them so yeah. yeah yeah and we now have a youtube channel hopefully by the time that this podcast is up and we'll just have all of our podcasts on it so check that out um we'll see you all next week yep see you guys thanks, thanks.